Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. So this week we have on Christina Woods, who uh, is a podcaster and an artist, and she brought the topic of basically like making mixtapes or playlists or however you want to phrase it. I think depending Mm -hmm. on when you started doing it, you probably use a different (laughs) word for it. Uh, But basically like the idea of like curating music into like a specific order for a specific use. Which is definitely like one of those topics that's sort of simultaneously very vague and very specific, right? Because it's something that um, a lot of people have a very personal relationship with, I would say, but everybody's personal relationship with it is very different. Right. Yeah. Like I, I remember that like I would do it for, I still do it now for like characters, for moods, for like, and not just my own characters, right? Like I'll do it for like characters in like different media, typically podcasts, because I'm that kind of garbage, which I'm proud <laughs> of. It's a really cool, I think, form of expression that we don't get to talk about very often, but it's like there's something really neat about being able to build a narrative with a collection of like other pieces of art basically. Yeah and I think even regardless of the the reason that you create a playlist like whether you're trying to do something for a character or you're trying to do something for a mood or whatever your motivations were I mean maybe you just didn't have a CD and you had to tape things off the radio <laughs> which was a thing that people used to have to do in when dinosaurs roamed the earth but um, <laughs> but you know whatever your motivations were in the first place I think that uh, it becomes this really personal part of your own life that it's very it, they can very much be a soundtrack for like a time in your life which can happen with albums too but because you have so much control over playlists I think they they tend to be more expressive of the place that you're in at that moment when you make it. Yeah I do really briefly wanted to we didn't get to talk about it in the episode at all but my roommate and dear friend and previous guest of the show uh, M, has a very incredible skill for building playlists. There's one that I believe is based off of like a joke from a stream but it's also just become a great like motto in life which is just uh, to legalize necromancy and so it is a playlist themed around the idea legalize necromancy and it is maybe one of the best like building narratives I've ever heard <laughs> in like a playlist like it starts with Bad Moon Rising by Creedence Clearwater Revival like and then just gets it, it just goes and it rules um, I think like Work Song by Hozier is on it and that is just oh what perfect I love it I love the like twisting of theme into fit like a, a weird good different theme it it, it rules um, but I just wanted to like highlight that because I kept thinking about it the whole time we had this conversation and could not figure out a way to like shoehorn it in yeah I can say that the entire time we were recording I, I realized that just out of sight I was pretty sure was one of the first mixtapes I ever made which is in fact a cassette tape I'm putting myself on blast by admitting to the fact <laughs> that I'm old enough to have used cassette tapes um, and I, I will put myself even further on blast by saying that the entire mixtape is nothing but an anime theme songs which I had to get off of bad VHS copies somehow I don't even know how I managed to do that somehow I managed to get that onto onto a cassette tape so that I could listen to anime themes in the car and my entire heart has just grown like five (laughs) sizes I used to do that but with YouTube rips of Vocaloid songs that we would then burn to CDs and like trade with each other in high school the tried and 
true to tradition of making mix whatever with like bootleg anime songs just takes new forms basically (laughs) throughout time yeah i do i have very good memories of my friend and i both trying desperately to sing along to uh the opening theme song to record of lotus war which is entirely too high for any human to sing (laughs) pretty much uh and failing i was much better at uh the ava opening i can i can do that one pretty good it's not quite as high But now that we have further embarrassed ourselves, I think, in in ways that we might not have gotten to in the episode, we will let you all listen to the episode and, and find out what our guest had to talk about. Well, Christina, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk with us tonight. Hey, no problem. I have been looking forward to this ever since uh, Emily and I started talking about this back in back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do, and introduce the topic that you brought to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, so, hi everyone. My name is Christina. My pronouns are she/her. I am a prof- I am a full time artist, part time podcaster. And other stuff to mention, I guess. Um, I found out about Guilty Treasures because my friend Emma was on, I believe, the second episode of the podcast. And I listened to it and I had a good time. And so it was still in my queue so I could find it again. And I enjoy listening to the episodes. You two have a good chemistry. <laughs> and I also especially appreciated um, the Who Would You Trust with a Sword? Thank good, you. Good. It's our revolutionary idea. <laughs> um. <laughs> it made me sit at my desk at work today and think in my immediate group of friends in real life like i own a sword would i trust myself with it though out of all my friends <laughs> and i think the decision that i came to is that i would trust my two friends who are both veterans of military service with the sword <laughs> first very fair <laughs> but yes you guys make good work and i appreciate it we need more positive more positivity in podcasting that is certainly our goal here so today we are going to be talking about mixtapes playlists albums, soundtracks, collections of music that are curated for a specific purpose or with a specific intent. When you brought this topic to me, I got so excited because like (laughs) this is personally my jam like so much. So I don't even know like how to start because it's like the concept of it makes is, is pretty straightforward. So I guess like where did you get into starting to make curated playlists? Well, uh, we're going to have to go back to what I personally refer to as the golden days of Tumblr. So <laughs> circa, but so between 2010 and 2015, back when, you know, there was definitely a lot of troubles with Tumblr, but it wasn't, you know, necessarily over everything that's going on to the right now. We don't have to talk about that. This is a positive podcast. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I saw a lot of on my dashboard at the time were eight tracks playlists specifically actually no wait I'm gonna go back even further than that I have always been into music and musicals and stuff because both of my parents are big music nerds and my mom taught high school theater for a while so I've always loved like telling stories through music but then once I got on tumblr and I kept seeing eight tracks playlists come across my feed I was like I love this I love the fact that I can go into a character's tag on tumblr and find this collection of songs that someone's made up on eight tracks for this 
this character. I think personally, like the most obscure thing I ever saw an 8-tracks playlist for on Tumblr was a collection of pop songs that was made for the real-life person, Anastasia Nikolaevna and her sisters. <laughs> it was like, I feel like Prima Donna Girl was on this list, but it was just like, it was a collection of songs about like princesses and, you know, like overthrowing the monarchy and stuff. It had a very strong theme going throughout all of it. And I love that. I like, I crave that. Do you remember um, what the first playlist of this type you made was? Because I'm really curious, like what fandom moment for you made you think, yes, I must make a playlist? Like I said in the intro, like I'm an artist both by passion and by profession. <laughs> so I probably was making playlists for like my OCs as early as middle school. So like we're talking like 12, 13, 14, but I do not have any of them on record anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably within the stack of sketchbooks and papers that I have sitting three feet away from me, but I haven't actually gone through and put in my computer yet. I think the oldest one I have on my Spotify, which we'll get to in a sec, is a playlist that I made to be like a year in review thing. One song per month for the year that like really affected me in that month. Like, hey, I heard a new song in January so that and I really love it. So it's going on my playlist for the month of January or like to represent January. And I think that would have been in 2017. But I've been making playlists for a long time. There's something so interesting about this topic in particular because it's something that has existed for like such a long time. Like, I mean, mixtapes, like it was a physical thing. I mean, my big thing was like, I would do mixed CDs for my friends because that was just the medium of the time. Now it's like, oh, it's all digital now. You can just like make Spotify <laughs> playlists. Uh, though 8-Tracks just died. So rest in peace, 8-Tracks. Yes, rest in peace, 8-Tracks. <laughs> I definitely have mix CDs that I feel like my friends and I made when we were maybe in middle school. I don't know if we would have been allowed to burn CDs for each other at that point, though. <laughs> and let's be real here, if we had, it would have been probably YouTube rips of anime openings because <laughs> yes, middle school. Yes, yes. <laughs> that leads into my other question, which is like, is this something that you did with other friends? Or was this something that you just like did for yourself, like your characters? And like, did you want to share them with other people? I think back when I was like, first starting to, you know, like collate music. It was something that I did mostly independently, mostly because when I was starting out doing this, it was for, you know, like my own original characters or my own stories. And it was easier to not have to worry about like going to people and be like, hey, what's your, what are your thoughts on this grouping of music for something that you have no context for? But now there are definitely instances where my playlist creation is definitely collaborative. So um, in between my I feel like for me it was maybe like 2014 and like 2017. I didn't do a whole lot for making playlists and mixtapes, mostly because at that point I was uh, in college and I did not have the time to do that. <laughs> but in 2017, that was when I finally hopped on the bandwagon of Spotify and I got myself a Spotify account and the world opened itself to me. Because <laughs> like, I'll give it this, like there's a lot of music that isn't on Spotify that I would love to have on Spotify, but for the amount of music 
music that you can get on there, I'm not complaining. And like, as long as you don't mind, you know, like a freaking Charmin toilet paper ad interrupting your <laughs> lo-fi hip hop study beats, then you can have it for free, which is very important to me. But yeah, I, I jumped on the Spotify bandwagon and I have not gotten off since. So you do have documentation, right, of your earliest Spotify playlist, I would think. Is it still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The earliest ones I think I made, the first ones that I made, that is, were ones that I ported over from iTunes, where I'd been making playlists, but then I lost most of those when my computer went into a kernel panic, and I had to, like, completely reboot my computer. I lost, like, most of my music. It sucked. But I I put what I still had into, uh, into Spotify, which was good. And I've pretty much been making playlists since then. I am prepared to drag myself because I have a count of how many playlists I have saved and created in Spotify. Well, you have to drop that information now. You've, you've already told us that it exists. Here is my shame. In Spotify, I have created... 56 playlists. That's a good number. It gets worse because I have saved, it, which includes the ones that I have created as well. I have a grand total of 170 playlists saved in my Spotify. Nice. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot, yeah. It's because I don't have to make any bookmarks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say that, like, the majority of these, like, you're, you've talked about, like, theming them around, like, an original character. When you're creating these playlists, like, what do you tend to lean towards for theme? Is it character or or is it like a character in a, a different story, like a fandom sort of thing? Um, or do you like go for like a general mood? Like what what would you say you, you end up favoring? At this point, I think it's fair to say that the majority of the playlists that I've made are ones that are either character or narrative based. I do have several play several of them. If I had to guess, I'd say probably fewer than 10 of my 56 playlists are actually like mood based. Like I have one that I think is literally just dedicated to songs that have a lot of good like acoustic guitar strumming in them but then most of them are ones that I create for like fiction <laughs> like oh hey I think I have actually like three separate playlists running uh, the, for the Power Rangers Hyper Force <laughs> act like live action well not live action for the streamed tabletop game that they did because <laughs> it's like I had one playlist that was like for the characters and I had one playlist that was like that is a work in progress still but it's like a soundtrack to the episode and then I have one playlist that is the dumping ground, which is just me throwing literally every relevant song that I can find into this playlist that then I go through and I listen to, to add to the neat one. So like when you're building this playlist, like, are you very particular about order or, or do you kind of just like throw a bunch of songs on and hit shuffle on it? When it's like just starting out with a playlist, like I can talk through a character playlist that I made for one of my favorite characters that I've ever made. My character Ashley from A Monster of the Week game that I did. When I was making her playlist, the first thing I did was actually beca because she's a teen, I texted my cousin who's a teen and I said, what do teens listen to? <laughs> <laughs> And she she gave me some suggestions which were helpful, but then I I just I gathered every resource that I possibly could, and then I listened through it a couple of times as I was doing other things like designing her character art. I would go through and I'd like delete like songs off the playlist that maybe weren't as strong or as relevant to what I was wanting. Like I'd take lyrics into consideration once I had like called it down to a reasonable number of songs because like I know I didn't want it to be like a sixty song playlist. I like, I want this to be like 20 tracks maximum. And then I I went through and, you know, like listened to like switching around the order. Like this is a more up 
tempo song, so it should go, it should not directly lead into this sad song, this sad, peaceful, meditative <laughs> yeah. song. You shouldn't have Me and My Girls by Selena Gomez leading into Sleeping at Last. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I like listened to that probably four more times, I think at one point I literally like wrote down the songs on slips of paper and like visually organized them on my bed one day. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, I have a related question because you, you brought up that um, for your, this character playlist that you reached out to a teen for advice and help. Do you find that when you're building a playlist that is mostly coming from, you know, you're listening to music anyway and you hear a song that, that inspires the playlist or are you really branching out and searching for music that you might not have found otherwise because you know what you want for a specific playlist? See, I'm, I'm very glad that you asked that question because there are definitely times when I have deliberately tried to like broaden my horizons. I have a set of playlists that I've made for a Power Rangers team that I made up. So there are eight of these playlists and because I had, I'd already made the characters by that point, I had thought about like, well, what kind of music would they like? For the character who's an angsty teen, I gave him a lot of like ska and punk music, which is not, not normally in my stable of listening. One of these Power Rangers is big into like orchestral music. So I got to, you know, go into like Bon Iver and stuff. Like in those cases, I went through and then like I listened to stuff from that genre. Like music roamer is a very helpful tool in this case. Like you can plug in one artist and then they give you like five more to look at and stuff. So it's it's good to do when I have like a specific need, especially if it's a character that is not especially like close to who I am. Depending on how much of a self-insert the character is, it'll <laughs> that's how much I vary from my own personal musical choices. <laughs> have you found music that way that you wouldn't have listened to otherwise that you've wound up really liking, even though it wasn't something that you would normally have sought out? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, let me see if I can think of a good example. I can't launch Spotify right now because if I do, then, <laughs> then something will go amiss with my computer. <laughs> Definitely when I was doing like the genre explorations for like my Power Rangers OCs and stuff, like my own personal like musical tastes tend pretty much towards like pop, top 40, pop rock, punk rock, that kind of a thing. Relatively mainstream, I guess you could say, but like it's really neat to be able to like go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm making a character who is from England, so I'm going to go into the Billboard playlist for England within Spotify and see what's trending over there and then like pull that because like sometimes then there's music that I've never even heard of which is really neat and good to experience and like yeah sometimes there are duds but then that's when you can just like skip it in the playlist queue. How often have those like sort of discoveries of like new songs specifically for playlists like how often has that affected your own musical taste like has there been stuff that you started to listen to because you found it for a playlist? Oh yeah definitely and I can give an example for this one. <laughs> I was looking for like an instrumental theme for my Spider-Verse Sona. <laughs> and uh, because like I said, a lot of these are for original characters, but I was looking for an instrumental theme for her and I was kind of thinking like, okay, she's kind of a more of a laid back character. So I was trying to find like the musical medium between Louis Zong and Michael Giacchino who did <laughs> the who did the incredible soundtrack. And I found this band called the Westerlies and they're a brass quartet and like my brother plays trumpet so I grew up hearing lots of trumpet around the house and I got a little bit tired of it <laughs> but I found this really great song by the Westerlies I'll have to share the link when this episode comes out but then I heard this song and it just it's this 
this really great, like, beautiful, almost melancholic song by a brass quartet, which you do not normally associate those words with each other. Sure, (laughs) yeah. But it was so beautiful that I think I might have made it my song for, like... Maybe it was November 2019 in my year, in that year's playlist. And then I had a day where I just went through, like, I went through their YouTube account and listened to all of their music. And it's, it's very good. And also they're so, they run their own social media accounts and they're very good at social media too. So if they ever come to my area, I'm going to go see them. That's cool. That's funny. Cause I feel like more often than not, like for me, like I, I pulled up my, like while we were talking, I pulled up my Spotify. Cause like I said, I do a very similar thing with like podcast characters or like my own characters and like some of these are like some of these go a little off the wall but some of them are just like and here's 50 mountain goat songs in a row like <laughs> yep oh yeah oh yeah the playlist for my character ashley she has two separate mountain goat songs on her playlist one at the beginning and then one close to the end <laughs> <laughs> i did pull up i do have a oh boy i forgot about this i have a playlist that is magic tavern themed and it yeah. is there are four songs on this 13 song playlist that aren't mountain goat songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite collaborative playlists that I have is that five of my friends and I, we are in a Power Rangers role-playing game, which is very fun. And I we have like a soundtrack playlist. It is literally just every single Power Ranger soundtrack that is listed on Spotify and the inclusion of a song called Mighty Morphin, which is a rap song about like, you know, like becoming your best person. And then the refrain is like, let's not force it, a Mighty Morphin. And then there's also Feel Myself by Lizzo specifically because in the first verse she mentions Pop and Power Rangers purple, yellow, pink, and I'm like, that's going on the playlist. (laughs) That's extremely good. That's really good when you get the ones where you're like, this fulfills one requirement. It's going on. (laughs) Yes. I do want to ask though, like, how often do you feel like building a playlist for a character affects how you write or portray that character? Like, does it help you discover things about a character that you might otherwise not of? It definitely does. In my time of creating characters as a post as a post school adult, we'll say, I've found that like what I usually do is like after coming up with the character concept, usually it's, you know, filling out the character sheet for the stats and everything. The first thing I do after that is to draw them because artist, mm-hmm. I have to. It's <laughs> yeah. in, it, it's in the blood. But then I've found that nowadays I almost always go through and like I make a playlist for them. Sometimes it's like just music that I think my character would listen to and sometimes it's like I'm gonna build this playlist based on like their story and like where they are emotionally and then both times like when I was still doing like recorded actual plays I would listen to the playlist before recording sessions to get myself like in the right headspace which is really cool because like professional actors do that as well I think sometimes yeah do you find that you are like in terms of picking songs that are right outside of outside of genre like do you think that you're more focused on the sound of the song or on the lyrics being appropriate is it a combination of both like do you think you favor one of one of those aspects more than the other i think i tend towards the the middle ground if the score part of the song is really good but then the lyrics are just completely inadequate then i won't put that song on a playlist because if it's got like the right background but the song itself is about i don't know like ludicrous sex that's not going in the playlist (laughs) sure (laughs) but then also at the same time like if it's a song that has 
has like really beautiful lyrics, but the backing track is just like someone having a lot of fun with a Casio keyboard. <laughs> that's that's not going on the playlist either. Like it's got to be the right hitting that right middle balance. No, I think that's interesting though because there's something I think with like those kinds of when you're building those kinds of playlists, like you're building narrative flow through music. So like the lyrics need to work, but the music needs to like it's it's such a weird ephemeral thing to be like this is why this all flows together and works properly and I'm realizing now that trying to talk about it is like one of the hardest things like it's trying to explain like why does peanut butter and jelly go together I don't know it just does like (laughs) see like that synergy between like the narrative and the music that's selected is um if I can be a fangirl for a second one of the reasons why Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie ever because like both the score and the soundtrack for that movie are just they are so perfectly combined and paired with the story that's being told and the visuals that are presented. It's just, it is such a cohesive piece. If the music, like the score and the soundtrack were off, it would not be the same movie. Wow, I'm just now having a revelation that soundtracks for movies are mixtapes for the movie, but they're like (laughs) official mixtapes. I never really thought about that before. I feel like that's something that we maybe don't get as much because a lot of the times nowadays the music that's featured in movies is like mostly score, which is not a bad thing by any means. Although I will, if we get on this track, I will harp about how movies tend to sound the same because of using substitute tracks. <laughs> but even within the last, like, let's just say the last 10 years, having the freaking Iron Man song play during the movie Iron Man, like Gardens of the Galaxy would not have been the same if it hadn't opened with Peter Quill singing along to a literal mixtape. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely been, there's, there's a wide range of things there because I think you go back to the, the 90s when people were writing pop songs specifically for movies for better or for worse and, and that was a little different and then I think when soundtracks started to take off the idea of just picking bands that were popular and sort of shoehorning them into the film instead of trying to think of something that was actually relevant to now where I think there are certainly some films like that or like Scott Pilgrim where the soundtrack really is the film that it, it's it's they're completely inextricable from each other well and it's a really interesting thing that you brought up uh, into the Spider-Verse because that movie in particular does like such a good job at like it not only does it have like a soundtrack of like popular music but like they underscore a lot like that popular music exists in the universe of the world yeah. I just watched it's, a video about this so I'm both kind of about to freak out. and non-diegetic <laughs> yes yes that's exactly it and like that <laughs> is but the thing that like I think is really really cool is that like when you are an artist or a writer or like in some way designing a character and you want to create a playlist for that character like that's kind of what you're doing like it is creating that character's story through music which is what that uh, sorry I'm like I'm like freaking out because this rules and this is why I love like this I do this all the time so like I'm genuinely just like losing it right now I'm so sorry (laughs) how dare you be excited on this podcast (laughs) I know (laughs) yeah I think I think that brings me to another question for you which is I mean I think you could you could pick one of your own playlists I think you could pick something else like a soundtrack or maybe a playlist that you've listened to that you've saved by somebody else do you have any songs that have become inextricable from your idea of a character the two that i'm thinking of off the top of my head are uh for my character ashley that i mentioned earlier her playlist for me is inextricable from the song
song White Cedar by the Mountain Goats, partially because like in the story that she was created around and in, she was very much so like an unsure teen and stuff. And the first time that I heard White Cedar, I think I literally had to like sit there for a second and like sit in the song before immediately going and adding it to her character playlist. I think at one point I even made, you know, a series of like basic edits of like, you know, like single color pictures with the lyrics, you can't tell me what my spirit tells me isn't true, can you? Over it and, you know, like serif font with a drop shadow (laughs) and everything. But it was, it's just, for me, it's so intrinsic to her character. And the other poll that I had off the top of my head was the song, um, The Gardener. I don't remember who the artist is. I feel like her name is Sarah, but that song relates to a character actually that I made in that same universe as Ashley. Uh, This guy's name is Milo and he is my good son (laughs) who did a lot of bad shit in his life. (laughs) And at the point in which like the main narrative happens, like in my head, he was to the point of like, I am going to atone for my past actions, whether or not it comes, whatever risk might come to my own self for it. And in this song, The Gardener, the chorus is, it's this very like lilting song. The chorus is, God the gardener, when the autumn comes, I will not seasons fear. With the blooming, the branches stronger, I will learn to love the shears. And I was like, that is, that is so powerful and it is so perfect for Milo and is going on his playlist right now. <laughs> Cause like, it's, it's just, it's so good when you're listening and then you just find this one song that so perfectly encapsulates like what you want out of a character or like what they are, what they're feeling. It, that, that moment of chasing the perfect song for the character is probably partially why most of my playlists start out as dumping grounds. Cause like you're looking for that one, that one perfect connection, that one perfect chord and lyric pairing that's going to be ideal for that character or that situation or whatever context you're making the playlist in. Yeah, that's really interesting that you bring up it almost being an aspirational thing of like, I this is a feeling that I already feel about this character and this is a song that reflects that feeling that I want to be able to communicate. And so it's like this weird thing of like, you're connecting with someone else's art, basically, about art that you're trying to make. There isn't a question coming off of this. I just think it's a really cool relationship because it's like that person, you know, making that song had no idea, you know, but like yeah. there's still- John Darnell like, didn't know I was going to relate his, one of his songs to a teen character that I made for a tabletop game. Right, <laughs> right, right. But like we still create those like connections between things and then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm still just like so stoked about this because like I think it's such a cool relationship between two different like kinds of art especially. I feel like that might kind of tie into like okay now we're getting in like we're getting real like meta here (laughs) the whole like searching for the perfect song to apply to a situation or a character i feel like probably ties into like the human need to make connections to almost literally anything if we can find that meaning that commonality that similarity between ourselves and a piece of art or a song or like a recipe or you know maybe other people (laughs) maybe (laughs) just maybe (laughs) that kind of meaning is like what we're looking for when we create i feel like yeah humans love patterns and what is music but patterns that are art oh yeah definitely my least favorite thing about music is about how much math you have to put into (laughs) it to make good music because i don't do math (laughs) i have a i have a question that is wildly off topic not going in a beautiful narrative arc unfortunately (laughs) but do you have a playlist that i don't want to say you've made as a joke because i feel like that undercuts the idea of it but like do you have a playlist where like you've put songs on it and you're like, they're 
just kind of ridiculous. And they definitely do fit the character, but it's like a wild choice. Like, just for a, a example, I have definitely made a playlist for a fictional badger. And what's the first song on that playlist? Is Janet Jackson's Nasty. <laughs> okay. Because okay. it's like, like that kind of like chaotic energy in a playlist where like, you're not doing a bit, but you're kind of doing a bit. You're asking about shitposting playlists. I am. Yes, that is exactly, that is the way to put it. Yes, thank you. I haven't yet, mostly because I don't think I've ever had a character where I've had enough material with them to be able to do shitpost playlists about them. The closest is probably the Power Rangers uh, community soundtrack that I mentioned earlier, just because, like, there's a whole bunch of really random, like, <laughs> there's there's so much, like, random shit that you can relate to Power Rangers that's, that's that you can find on Spotify. There's, like, oh, hey, this is the cover from the Argentinian opening of Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's in Portuguese or something. Yeah, I think, re- relatedly, so you've, you've- done some playlists collaboratively right where more than one person could add to it are there any rules for doing that like how do you structure that i mean do you what do you do if somebody adds something that you think oh that's wrong or does that not happen like is it sort of an unspoken agreement about what the rules are i feel like generally it's unspoken one of my friends actually has a collaborative playlist for a tabletop game that she runs and does a podcast for it's called sequinox hashtag non-spawn but one of the main characters he plays the violin. So she posted it at one point on Twitter saying like, hey everyone, I'm looking specifically for songs that feature violins in them, but I'm open to other songs that you think are applicable for this series. Like that wasn't a playlist that I was directly like, I didn't have veto power on that playlist, if that makes sense. Because it was collaborative, but it wasn't mine. So there were songs that I added to it and stuff, but I think she was the one who would go through and, you know, like remove a song if it wasn't vibing with the rest of the music. I haven't had to do that so far in my own playlists, mostly because I don't, I'm not the best at maybe sharing the playlists that I've made. (laughs) Yeah, that was sort of the thing I was going to ask was like, we've talked about like how this connection between like music and art and people like, and granted, you just maybe sort of answered this, but like when you make a playlist for a character, have you ever sent that to someone else to like try to show an understanding of this character that you're trying to create? On a couple of occasions. There was one time when I made a playlist for one again my friends actual play podcast and I sent it to them as like a kind of they were having like a celebration of fan work and I was like hey I can compile all those songs that I've been writing down into a playlist and so I shared that with them and they appreciated it but as far as like sharing characters that I've made like myself only on a couple of occasions there was one time when I had a friend of mine interviewing me about Ashley and so I sent her the playlist ahead of time to listen to or like I made a playlist for a ship of one of my friends characters and I sent it to someone who is in her adventuring party and I'm not mentioning names so I'm not ratting anyone out (laughs) but it is an ongoing playlist of schmoopy songs for (laughs) this character and her in canon love interest featured on there is a cover of my beloved monster with the relevant pronouns used (laughs) because it's (laughs) D&D so I mean if you're not using the playlist necessarily to sort of connect with other people like I I think is it fair to say that you're using them to connect with the character Do you feel like you understand them better when you've done a playlist? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like the one Power Ranger I mentioned who listens to a lot of ska and punk rock. Like he is an angry 15 or 16 year old boy. I have never been an angry 15 or 16 year old boy. So it's good to help me like connect with fictional characters whose experiences I have not had and sometimes will never have. I definitely.
definitely like I would like to share more of my playlists with people, but I don't I don't know in quite what context I would go about sharing my 56 playlists with people, <laughs> especially because I feel like I feel like Spotify isn't the best about like letting you share stuff with people. There's not like a feed. I know there's like the friends feed in the sidebar and stuff, but there's no feed similar to like a Twitter or an Instagram or a Facebook timeline. Like, oh, hey, I added a play. I added a song to the playlist for Power Rangers. I added a song to the playlist Good Horn Music, <laughs> which is just about good trumpets. <laughs> there's not that, which makes it a little bit harder to share sometimes, which may be or may not be by design. I don't know. I don't work at Spotify. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes with that kind of stuff, it's like outside of like sharing things on like Twitter or something, you're kind of at a loss. But I don't know. Like that's there's something really cool about the fact that it's like you basically really have to make a solid effort if you want to share it, which means like it can be as public or as private as you want. Except for the fact that on Spotify, apparently every time that you add a song to a playlist, the artist gets a notification about it. Be careful about what you're naming your uh, your playlists. I ooh, I did not know that. This is new information. <laughs> I cannot confirm how actually true it is but i feel like i saw a tumblr post going around and then people were sharing all of their concerning playlist titles yes i can imagine <laughs> do, you, do you have any really concerning playlist titles i have to ask now uh not really because most of them are like characters name yeah. characters name playlist parentheses working or like oh hey like this is just christina's chill music that kind of a thing actually no probably the most concerning is um my christmas playlist the title of which is in all caps just hear those sleigh bells jingling ring ting tingling too <laughs> and then emojis and the description is come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you also caps <laughs> <laughs> it's aggressive and that's what we need the first song in the playlist is of course Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You yes there we go so you gotta start out strong you know if yeah. you're bringing that all caps energy the playlist has to start strong yes and it does I'm, I don't want to like lean to like I'm worried I'm gonna just start info dumping about my own playlists and uh, <laughs> no um, how about this? I can ask you two a question. What is like each of your favorite playlists that you've made for a specific purpose if you have one that you would like to share? Oh. I, I actually, so I, I'll, I'll mention two because like I, I have character playlists, which I feel like aren't as relevant to like, it's just like, this is the mood for this character or whatever. I have a Mabim Bam playlist, which is basically just like every song that has been somehow related to the show. But I just am very proud of the fact that it's just titled Kiss Your Dad Square on the Lips. Um, and <laughs> it has, you know. That's a good one to get notifications if you're the yes, Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's got like such bangers as Money Won't Pay. Animal Spirits and Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's like I, the I do have a whole folder. I have a whole folder on Spotify that is just the Bim Bam related ones or ones by the McElroys themselves that they have shared. And I also have a whole playlist that is literally just Taz Balance and I have a playlist for Taz Amnesty. Yes. <laughs> yes. My, my The other thing I was going to bring up is that I have a Taz Balance playlist specifically for Magnus that I think is like a work of art personally. But I specifically, there is a um, transition from from Luna by the Mountain Goats to Woke Up New by the Mountain Goats to Up the Wolves. And it's like one of the most cathartic like series of songs you could put against each other. And I'm like, really, when I like put that together, I was like, oh, I've done it. Like, I'm so, this is perfect. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that. I don't know that I have a good answer to this question because I've never made a playlist for a specific character. I've never, I've never done that. I think it's just a question of free time and like when I, when I was more heavily making playlists the technology did not really exist to do this with much <laughs> ease i would say i mean i so most of my playlists i would say are, 
or thematic in like a looser a looser way like they're very conceptual so it's more like a like a vibe or sort of like a space that you're trying to create so i don't i don't know if any of them are like easy to describe or relatable i mean i i had um i had one that was just songs that were about like concepts of movement so like any anything that had something to do with that about traveling or, or moving or you know being in cars or being in planes or moving forward sort of metaphysically so they're all they're all very abstract that is a very like good reason to make playlists like a lot of what we've been talking about is like making them for characters and like fictions and stuff but like being able to find like a good playlist just to fit a mood i feel like that's almost harder to like that's harder to build yeah i mean i think i don't have synesthesia but i sort of associate like colors i I guess sort of with songs it's not it's not really like full-on synesthesia it's not that organizable i tend to organize music that way very so sometimes it's lyrical but it's more often um color tone that i feel like the songs go together in some way or that they flow into each other because of uh those kinds of associations of the the sound of the music but yeah it's very it's very it's all very abstract (laughs) it's very (laughs) ephemeral and difficult to pin down yeah i think like it's interesting because i definitely feel like i go back and forth between like building like very character specific playlists and then building very like mood specific playlists i have a couple playlists that are specifically like either songs that people have sent me that have become very important to me or like i have playlists it's just five songs it was perfectly timed for my commute to work back when i lived in ohio and it was like um i wonder if i still have it actually i think i do but real quick to to like break the sincerity i do have a playlist uh that's just called sax solo which is for sax solos (laughs) and then i have a playlist called horny for this one which is all trumpet or like otherwise brass (laughs) yeah uh songs oh that's good but it was just called yeah yeah so i i I do still have it and it was four songs and it would like i would basically get into work right when it finished and it was this is the day uh this year uh jackrabbit by san fearman and when i was done dying by dan deacon and it was basically just like it was just this like concentrated dose of like you are in a real shit place right now and like you're gonna get out of it but that's like something very interesting is like i haven't listened to like it since then and and i'm sure there'll be a point when i need it again but it's like sort of on tap of like that's like break glass in case of like you know (laughs) real bad time but like that's all songs that like either i have a very like strong connection to or like with both this is the day by the the and jackrabbit by san fearman like they were sent they were like recommended to me by friends and so like i take uh music recommendations very seriously because it's like you are deciding to share this with me like that means something that means a lot uh because music is so important to me so like it in that way they're like extra important here i can give you a recommendation uh actually right now if you're interested oh yes please uh have you heard uh charlene k's solo work i have not uh she has a song called carry you which might fit the vibe of your travel to work playlist yeah i will definitely look that up thank you <laughs> it's it's very good i i her work in uh san fearman is a good band and charlene k is a phenomenal solo artist as well oh i'm, I'm excited to hear that yeah i think i want to circle back briefly just because I think that there's this really strong historic, well historical, it doesn't go back that far, but we'll still say historical, <laughs> historical association with the concept of a mixtape and with giving it to someone else, that that it was it was sort of something that you did for somebody else to, to indicate where you were coming from or, or something about them or something about your relationship. Have you done much of that? I mean, I know you mentioned it briefly, but like, have you, have you done any playlists that were really significantly undertaken for another person? Actually, not 
really. Mostly because I didn't really, in what was probably like the prime, like mixtape, mix CD giving time, namely in like middle school and high school, I didn't have anyone that I felt I needed to relate to in that way or like to express myself to in that way. Whether it's romantic or platonic, I just didn't have any connections like that. But I actually, uh, I decided that in 2020, I am going to uh, start dating. And so I'm making a playlist <laughs> called Dang If This Ain't Me. It's, <laughs> it's it's going to be like the most relevant songs to like me as a person or like songs that I feel like relate to myself pretty well. And then maybe I'll just like post that link on dating profiles. Like, <laughs> listen to this playlist. Here is me. Here is me in a playlist. The first song is Hip to Be Square. The second is the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I guess I guess the question is then, and granted this is like such a conceptual thing to ask this about, but like, you know, like typically we ask like how would you recommend this to someone? Like how would you elevator pitch the idea of I guess making playlists to another person? Like is there like a maybe a way in like a couple sentences that you can kind of like if someone's ever like I've only just ever listened to like full albums or like all my songs on shuffle, like is there a way to like pitch this idea to someone that like like, hey, you should, like, try this out. Yeah, I got something. Have you ever been reading a book or a comic or playing a video game or something and you're just, like, you wish that you had a way to express how this thing made you feel? Or if, like, if you're watching a movie and, you know, like, you really liked how it was, but just, like, the music lost you. If you're in a very specific, like, situation, regardless of whether that's, like, just, like, the stage of life that you're in, or if you need something to listen to when you're stressed out during finals week in college, make a playlist for it. Build your own playlist to that movie you really loved, but that had a mediocre soundtrack. Bring together pieces of music that you feel would, like, work really well to describe the book that you're reading, or the fictional world of, like, the comic that you're that you're into right now. Make a playlist of like yourself and your roommates or your partners whatever favorite songs and then like that's a mixtape you've done it it's as easy as pie <laughs> it's it's in fact easier than pie <laughs> and did you uh want yeah to I'm, that? yeah i'm trying to decide if we like sort of accidentally uh kind of answered it already oh no which would be a first <laughs> that the hypothetical happened prior to me being able to ask it do i get a medal or something you do, do. I get a certificate <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you were composing a pitch for the soundtrack for the movie that was about you or the playlist that you were using to encapsulate yourself, which apparently is something that you have actively thought about. And therefore, you may have a good answer <laughs> to this hypothetical. And it's less of a bear trap than it seems like. Do, do you have one specific song? Like if it's not now, it's not a list. It's one song. Is there one song that you would pick to represent yourself? You know what? Here, I'm going to be really sappy and sentimental and say, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. Aww. That's really cute. <laughs> it's, it's, it's maybe not like quite as like peppy and outgoing, but it's but it's really sweet and it's very true to who I am. And also I love Cinderella. Oh no, that's, that's extremely sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, which is music, get it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, hey. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking with us about this. This was such, this was so fun. And like now all I want to do is like build playlists all night and I can't do that. I have to do work. Uh, but <laughs> you've, you've ignited the this passion in me again. See, like, here's a little thing about me and Spotify. A lot of my establishing of playlists was done um, before work blocked Spotify on their firewall. No! <laughs> and at some point, 
I'm going to be going to the IT people and asking very nicely for them to let us have Spotify back, please. <laughs> Capitalism is rallying against creativity once again. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, Christina, where can people find you um, on the internet? Um, do you have any projects that you would like to plug? Uh, this is your space, so please feel free to use it. Okay. The most important and probably readily accessible place to talk to me on the internet is on my Twitter, which is at SeawoodsArt. Uh, I also have an Instagram, which is at ChristinaWoodsArt, but I don't use that quite as much just because I forget to post to Instagram and then the <laughs> algorithm takes care of the rest. <laughs> I have two podcasts out currently and one in incubation, depending on when this episode is going to be coming out. I have a podcast called The Home for Rayward Seas, which is is where I guess and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. I, I really enjoy working on that one. It was the first one that I did. And depending on when this comes out, we're going to be coming up on the two-year anniversary, which is exciting. And by we, I mean I, because it's a one-woman-plus-guests show over there. <laughs> My other currently active podcast is Faithful, which I do with friend and former guest of this pod, uh, Emmeline Morris, where we talk about faith in popular media and fiction, and and how it's portrayed, what's good, what's bad about it. I have another podcast that is currently in pre-production, I guess we'll say, or it's in production, called Loser Like Me, a Glee recap podcast that I do with my friend Tanner. And uh, we are going to be watching through Glee and commenting on it and ranking it. And we already have been doing some singing unintentionally, <laughs> unrehearsed singing. Because sometimes you just gotta believe. You can't stop believing. <laughs> um, oh, and hey, since we did this whole episode on playlists, if you want to find me on Spotify, I am uh, on there. I am C Tay T A Y Tunes T U N E S and C like the letter C. Follow me. I don't think I actually have any private playlists, so you can be as nosy as you want to be. Thank you again so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, you can send them to us there or via our email, which is guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com, where you can just stock our Spotify accounts to see what weird notifications we're accidentally sending to bands. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts like Bob EHFBB did. Thank you so much for your kind review or the podcatcher service of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend or make a playlist themed around our podcast and share it with someone. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy.